Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Direct Design Podcast. Uh, today I want to talk a little bit about collaborating with uh, clients in your freelance business, how to spot bad clients, and how much to charge your clients too. So anyhow, let's uh, jump right into this and these three different topics around dealing with clients in your freelance business. Uh, I've talked a lot about how customer service is the best advantage you can give yourself as a freelancer when working with clients. So um, a, another great way to provide customer services to keep the lines of communication open with your client. Uh, you want to collaborate with your customers on the job so they feel part of the process. That will create a sense of ownership for them and decrease the possibility of them rejecting your work. No one wants to get close to the finish line and have the client tell them to go back to the drawing board. It's better to keep in regular contact with the customer and provide milestones along the way. Before I jump too far into any type of job, I will show the customer some type of a draft. If it's a logo job, I may show them some rough sketches for a website. It may be a wireframe of the homepage. You want to set a foundation for the project to build in the right direction with the client. As I mentioned, it's a good idea to have checkpoints or milestones along the way. Let's use a website as an example, and I'll show you my general process for how I would do this with a, with a customer. First off, the customer would provide a creative brief for the project. If they don't have a brief, I'll provide them with a questionnaire to fill out to give me the, the basics for what the, I'll need to do the job. Uh, after that, a price is then decided on and a deposit is received to start the project. Once I've been uh, paid the deposit, I'll create wireframes for all or some of the pages, depending on the size of the website. Uh, the wireframes are then reviewed with the client to ensure we are on the right path. If I'm designing in Sketch, I'll mock up a couple of key pages. I may also create a mood board of, or some key components to show the client uh, as part of this um, next milestone. We'll review the Sketch comps and make any necessary changes. At that point, I'll cut up the file and start coding up some pages. Before I do the whole site, I only do one or two pages. Um, at that point, I'll review the pages with the client to let them test them in a browser on their phone and just have a look at them in real life to make sure that they're still on board with the direction that we decided on. Assuming that went well, I'll complete the final pages and submit the full website to the client for review. The client then reviews it and requests any final small changes they need, which will be done. And then once that's all complete, the project will be done and the balance of payment is due. So that's a basic project flow example you can use in your own work. But how does this collaboration happen? It depends on what you're comfortable with. For smaller projects, I usually just use email. For larger projects, I'd prefer to use something like Basecamp as there may be several wireframes and updates that need to be tracked. Basecamp also looks good from a professional standpoint. It makes you look like more of a legitimate designer running a company uh, than just like someone sitting in their underwear at home uh, working with their dog on the couch. <laughs> but um, anyhow, consider using some of these like Basecamp as a tool if you want to look a little bit more professional. In many cases, the client is going to ask for something outside of your original quote during the project. So when this happens, don't panic. This can be a good thing because it will allow you to earn more income. What you don't want to do is add extra costs to the project without first contacting the client. If the price is going to go up, contact the client and let them know before you do anything. In some cases, they may change their mind and cancel the change. It's best to be honest here and not try to pad your wallet without their knowledge. This is another great example of how to provide excellent customer service. Sometimes, though, we are going to have to deal with bad clients. So the best thing you can do is start to um, develop a radar for how to spot these clients before you get too far down the path of starting to work with them. So here's a few different things you can do to try to start developing this sixth sense. Uh, bad clients should be avoided, you know, at all costs. In reality, you'll likely have to deal with a few before you start to recognize some of the warning signs. Here are a few, few things to watch out for. They don't want to pay you a deposit. 
that's always the big red flag. If they're unwilling to commit with dollars, then there's a good chance that they'll flake out on the job or, you know, maybe they're trying to work with multiple designers at once and trying to like scam someone into giving them the, you know, the cheapest job for free, or maybe they're just trying to scam work out of you. So anyhow, if they don't want to pay a deposit, don't work with them. Uh, they don't have or want to fill out a creative brief. So here's another instance where maybe they're not really serious about needing this work done. If they don't have a creative brief, all right, that's not that uncommon. But if you provide them with a questionnaire to fill out and they're unwilling to do it, that's just another red flag that you should probably move on. Even if you know, you manage to get them to fill that creative brief out. And even if you manage to, you know, get them to pay that deposit, it's probably going to be a real headache working with that type of a customer. So, you know, maybe do it once to see how it is, but be very careful when you start to see red flags like this and don't be afraid to walk away um, if you haven't started the project already. Uh, another thing could be that they have unreasonable expectations. For example, maybe they feel like they can call you at 11 o'clock at night and get your time. Well, that is you know, obviously unacceptable and you should um, clearly define your working hours with your customers up front so you aren't um, receiving things like that. But if you do, you know, obviously that's another red flag. Uh, something else to watch out for is they don't really know what they want and they regularly change direction. Okay, so this one can be a bit tricky. You know, if they're not necessarily that bad to work with, well, this could end up making you a lot of money as long as along the way you're telling them, well, okay, if you want to change direction again, that's going to cost you, you know, X amount of dollars more. As long as they're okay with that, then, you know, maybe you could do this. It may be frustrating, though, for a designer where you're not actually ever finishing something. You're just kind of doing all this conceptual work that's really leading nowhere. Um, but you know, if money's tight, then maybe that's okay. And you don't mind doing that. So, but anyhow, watch out for this because it can also be, um, a problem where maybe they lead you down a path of all these changes and now they want to abandon the project. And this is why we get a deposit, but also it kind of sucks because you then do lose out on that additional, uh, half of the work that you were supposed to be paid for. Uh, something else to watch out for for spotting bad clients is that they don't give you any creative freedom and micromanage the design. So as a designer, and especially as a freelancer, you're often will probably be, you know, if you're working with uh, medium to larger size brands, they're going to have, uh, you know, branding style guides, they're going to have uh, branding materials that you're going to have to follow. So, you know, it's, it's not going to be a totally greenfield um, operation where you can do whatever you want. But, you know, within the boundaries, generally there should be some uh, room for creative freedom. And um, if, you, if they're taking it away from you, like that's obviously something to watch out for. If this is a smaller customer who maybe, you know, you're not charging full price, they you know, don't necessarily have any standards to follow and it is kind of a new thing you're working on, then yeah, I would expect to have more creative freedom on that side. And that should be talked about up front when before you accept that deposit, uh, make sure you're clear that you know, you're expecting some level of freedom here to do a design that you want. And you know, don't be afraid to mention that you're giving them a, a break in the price if you're doing that. But of course, be professional about it and don't demand it. If they're not willing to work with you in this manner, then just don't work with them. But it's, it's, you never have the right to just demand that you have it your way. Like that, that's not how design, successful design works. Like I've said in previous episodes, it's all about building trust, whether that is working with freelance customers or what, working with other people at your day job. So it's okay to, you know, try to express your own creativity and uh, have a say in your work, of course, but just don't expect that you get it without, you know, having to give anything in return. Um, with that additional creative freedom, 
that just means you're going to probably have to up your collaboration with the customer and make sure that you're checking in with them more often because uh, you don't want to run down the road with this really awesome concept that you love and you never show it to the customer till the end and at the end maybe you know you did it in purple and yellow maybe they hate those colors and they don't want it so you need to make sure that you're checking in much more often in those types of, of projects to make sure that the uh, creative freedom that you're you're going after is actually something that the customer likes and is willing to get behind as well so anyhow um, the last red flag to keep in mind which is one that when i hear i generally walk away right away is they they are complaining about a past designer or developer that they have worked with generally in my experience if you're dealing with a client and they're complaining to you about the last designer they worked with they will also complain to the next designer that they work with about you being a bad designer so basically these people are never happy they don't really understand what um design brings to the table they just you know maybe view you as like a helper monkey to get uh, their business card printed or something like that. And uh, honestly, if people are kind of being negative from the get-go, I just choose not to work with them. Life's too short. Try to pick uh, customers that you are positive and that you get along with to work with. So anyhow, when you do find yourself in these situations, go out of the way to make them ha- the customer happy if you can. The problem is your reputation is at stake and you don't want to give them a poor experience. Then have them go out and tell their network that you aren't easy to work with. They may do this anyhow, but at least you can say I provided the services I was hired for, but the client didn't hold up their end of the agreement. The exception to the rule would be if the client has not paid you a deposit or is abusive to you. Uh, never don't work for a deposit, though. But anyhow, if you, for some reason, if you are, you know, you can walk away if they're being abusive to you. If you find yourself in that situation, politely fire them and move on. Yes, you have the ability to fire clients if they step out of line. That's one of the benefits of running your own business. Don't get into the habit of it, though, because, again, that can you know, impact your reputation long-term. And you know, if word gets around that uh, you aren't easy to work with, then you'll have a harder time you know, finding clients. All right, the last part of this podcast I wanted to talk about for a minute is just how much to charge. So, you know, this is a big one. I often get new freelancers asking me how much they should charge if they should or if they should work for free. You should never work for free because it devalues yourself and your industry. You likely spend a good amount of money getting an education and spend countless hours honing your craft. That is worth something, and you should never allow anyone to tell you otherwise. Something important to keep in mind is that clients that want free work are usually the hardest to work with. Avoid these people at all costs and just move on. As far as how much you should charge, this was my personal pay scale. So for around the f- my first one to five years, I was charging 50 an hour. Um, from years five to 10, I was charging 75. And after 10 years, I've been charging 100 or more dollars an hour, depending on the project, depending on the, c- the client. Um, at this point in time, I don't do a ton of freelance work. So I prefer to work on my own products. But when I do pick up a side job, it starts at $100 and can go up depending on what the project is, like I said. My time is valuable, so it needs to be worth my while. And you need to you know, take that attitude as well as you're setting your rates. Working on client work will take away from time building your own products if you're working on that. It takes away time from your family, and that time doesn't come cheap. So value your time. You can't get it back. And uh, make sure that you're charging competitive rates and that you know it's nothing you can live off. Anyhow, that brings this podcast to an end. Thanks for listening. And uh, if you want to ask any questions about this, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Cardio, C-A-R-D-E-O. You can also get me at the Direct Design account, which is Direct Design I-O, all one word. And I'm happy to chat about this. Or if you'd like me to record additional podcasts on this topic, you can also ask me to do that too. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.